Hey there, and welcome to Journey Drinkers Podcast. My name is Masik Togrik, and thank you for tuning in. Journey Drinkers is a place for like-minded whiskey drinkers to come together and share our passion for the spirit and to develop whiskey stewardship. We will sample our way through the best and worst of whiskeys through blind taste testing to see if we have what it takes to maintain an objective reality based on what's in our glasses. Join me on my journey to find the best pours, stories, and friendships that whiskey can make. This is Journey Drinkers. Hey there, what's going on? This is Mossick, your host. I'm joining you with my boy Kenny Mills in the house. What's up? Yeah, man, it's National Bourbon Day, and uh, what better way to mm. to celebrate it than to to launch this podcast? I did partake in some pours earlier today to celebrate. How about that? How about that? Did you get any good ones in you? Had a few. I actually brought a couple tonight that I uh, had earlier. Hey, so, Kenny Mills always uh, shows up with a good cardboard box and some, some liquid gold in there, let me tell you. So what'd you bring us here? We got I'm looking at this Penelope. Yeah, so that one is the Railbird Penelope pick. Um that one uh was released at Railbird last week. It is a blend of uh, two of actually two different barrels. And yeah, tell me a little more about that. Didn't you have a say in uh, I did actually get that? Uh, that was pretty cool. I was uh <laughs> you're being a little modest, can't you? Oh, no, that was pretty cool, man. So no, I uh, that particular one, man. I was I was down at Justin's house of bourbon. Uh, I was going to actually hang out with my boy Ryan Alves. Shout uh, out Ryan and uh, the Bourbon Junkies. They got that huge yeah. YouTube channel. They were in town, so that's where I was going down to hang out with. And I got there a little early. They didn't get lost, did they? Uh, not this time. They did that one time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh boy, gosh, dang it! Not to deviate. That was funny. But... No, that's great. But uh, so I got there early though, and Justin Sloan. Um, was there and he's like, hey man, we're gonna go do this uh, pickup stairs. Uh, the uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Elvers Delvers, um, the head of Relberg was there, uh, and then Mike and Danny with Penelope were there and like, hey, we're gonna do this Penelope pick for Relberg. You want to go? I'm like, yeah, you know, that's cool. You know, you don't have to do a arm or anything, but I'll definitely go. You know, I love doing picks. So we went up there, man, and we're just hanging out and um, just trying a bunch of different samples, and that's the one that we kind of came up with. I'm gonna be modest about it. <laughs> so this is a two barrel blend. Yeah, no. Nah, so, so yeah. So, so how do you how do you come up with a yeah. two barrel blend? I mean, you're going in for a single barrel. There's a lot of there's a lot of hype and uh, well, yeah, a, a so, lot of weight to being a single barrel. Why did you do two of them? Well, a lot of their stuff is blends, especially if it is this architect series. Um, sometimes it, it really is a blend. Sometimes of different things. Um, but this they really weren't going to do a blend of that though from this particular one, but. Uh, we got, uh, I think, four samples originally poured. Um, all of us said this one out of the four is the one. Boom, here we go. As far as the top on that, then they poured like three more. We said, okay, this one out of these three. And they poured a few more. So everyone's kind of thinking, okay, which are the top three to four that we want to like blind together against each other? Yeah. And we started talking about it. And, you know, this one was a real was real chocolatey on the front side. Um, but just kind of fell off a little bit. Um, the other one that people liked was a lot higher spice. Um, if you do like Willet at all, uh, and you know some of their products kind of a florally potpourri. That's how I relate it to floral potpourri. Um, but it was just too much of that, in my opinion, is about all it was. But, you know, so I'm sitting there thinking, man, you know, but I like the finish on that one better. So um, they were getting ready to re-pour you know, our, our, our top three or four. 
And so I had both of my, both in my glasses that were left. So, um, I just took, uh, just a rough guesstimate of took two parts of barrel number one with this one part of this other barrel, uh, so two parts of the chocolate up front, one part of that floral potpourri, but long finish. Mm-hmm. Um, mixed it together in my glass, you know, 10, 10, 15 seconds. Just took a sip. And I'm like, man, that hits everything. <laughs> so um, Justin Sloan, he was in that pick. So I slid my glass over. Like, hey, man, take a drink of that. He's like, what is it? I'm like, I'll just drink it, see if you like it. He drank it. He's like, man, that's that's probably the best thing we've had today. I'm like, cool, here we go. So um, I told, uh, I think it was Danny that was doing the doing the blending or had all the samples. I'm like, Danny, do two parts of this and one part of that. He mixed it all together, poured it out there by the table, and it was just general consensus. Yep, here's the one man, we're gonna go with. Man, but some, uh, you know, so it's pretty cool. You some, know, some pick alchemy going yeah, on. Blind squirrel find a nut. A little lucky. <laughs> so no, it was good though. Right on, so, man. I don't think you've had this yet though. Nah, I haven't had. Uh, um, we haven't got to sip much, man. You're you're working a lot more now. Yeah, yeah. I'm on uh, the road. Doing doing a little work out in Eastern Kentucky. Shout yeah. out to him. Beautiful country out there. But uh but no man, this is uh this this will be a first for me. Uh this, of, is, of this bottle um, in particular. But 110 proof French oak staves is the finishing though. So this is uh two different barrels that are both finished in French oak staves though. So it's the Penelope Architect series. Excellent. It's like eighty nine Eighty nine dollars at okay. that one on the on the real bird release. Um, it's not bad considering prices these days. Well, yeah, and I, some of your regular Penelope uh, architects, I think, are around sixty nine bucks. If you just get like a regular, just run of the mill, you know. Yeah. So you can even grab a Penelope architect just to see if you like it. You know, twenty bucks less, but they still have these, I believe, on bourbonoutfitter dot com or Justin's House of Bourbon. One of the two, I'm not sure, but they still yeah, have some of these Yeah, big moves with the brand too, man. So, it's, it's really cool seeing uh, seeing those guys succeed. And yeah. I mean, I don't know if any of your listeners know, but yeah, they uh, they got bought bought back or bought by MGP like a hundred and two hundred and five million or something. Did so it, did kudos a, to them. Did get a one two punch on it, man. Yeah. Take your juice and make it better. And that's what we talked. That's what we were <laughs> all. That that's what we were, that's what we were laughing about. Me and some other buddies were talking about. It's like it's crazy. You know? I mean, that's not a knock on MGP. Lord, everybody uses them for a reason because yeah. they're delicious and, they're, and you know. Um, but Penelope really did something special with these with this brand, and they just worked on their distribution and worked on their marketing, and mm-hmm. but honestly, they have a beautiful label and a beautiful bottle style. So yeah. I mean, you know, it's just there is more than just throwing the juice out there. So yeah, yeah. Well, they they built something, they put their passion into it, uh, they went all in, uh, and and it's and it's really succeeding for them. So I'm happy for them. Well, let's get into it, Kenny. Yeah, take a little nip, man. Take a little sip. See what you think on the nose. But I know you're a nose guy. I don't have the nose by any means at all that you have, but I get definitely chocolatey on the nose even, but absolutely. Yeah. Burnt cherries too. There's a lot of Mm -hmm. of cherry influence. Yeah. Kind of a licorice, like a more like a, not like a black licorice or anise. I'm thinking more like a red vine than a Twizzler. Yeah. I can definitely see that now that you say it. A little bit of cinnamon pop. You got a little bit of that red hot pop in there too. And this is, this is all top end right now. I mean, we just had a, I just poured mine. May need to air out a little bit. That chocolatey sweetness I would assimilate with, uh, with more of a milk chocolate than, uh, than like a, like a 70 to 80% cocoa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I poured mine. Probably 10, 12 minutes ago. I don't really like what's going on at the top end. I'm a spice whore. Like I love, I love my spices. <laughs> and this is this is really unique, really floral. Doesn't it doesn't have any adverse 
nosing uh, elements to it. I'm uh, really digging this nose, man. Not just saying it because you made it. Yeah. Well, it's Like I said, if you like it, man, just I'll take the kudos. If you don't like it, then I'm going to tell you that they messed up my blend. They, they did it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it must have must mixed something else must, accidentally. Must have been more than one part on the, uh, <laughs> on the barrel. All right, moving on to the palate, man. That's That's tasty. It's grippy. It's chunky. You got a lot of, you got a lot, a lot going on. Um, not a huge ethanol pop, but it's there. It definitely is in the ballpark what you would think the proof point is. If you're yeah. doing blind, um, big, rich, bold, exciting flavor uh, of, of, of cinnamon, uh, cardamom. You got a lot of a lot of cane sugar sweetness in there too. That's drawing it up. It's balanced very well, man. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's definitely better than either one by themselves. And I see what um, you're talking about that finish where it, it kind of just now fell flat for yeah. me. But the mid palate drew out that finish for a lot longer. I think I see where it would have otherwise kind of kind of been a short stop on that finish for the for, for the one barrel that yes. that y'all really liked. And then the second barrel that created that finish, yeah. it was just it it drew you up. It was just too much all by itself. It does have a distinct like lingering. Yeah. Profile that's separate that than than what I really fell in love with on the on the palate, but uh, no, that's it's really solid whiskey, man. And I mean, I don't know um, which MGP mash it was. I don't know if it was twenty one or thirty six, but I mean, my guess maybe thirty six, right? Yeah, Kinda I'm thinking spicy, I'm man. thinking higher rye. Yeah. Uh, the twenty ones had that that real beautiful low end. Yeah, um, still has still has plenty of spice to it, but man, those thirty sixes really grip you. Yeah, so I was thinking this was. I mean. I, don't really know, but to me, I would definitely say at least that one barrel was for at sure. Least one, yeah, at least one of yeah. them are, because uh, there's a lot of a lot of great cane sugary sweetness, real mellows out on the finish there towards the end. Yeah. Uh, but it's big, bold, and exciting. It's electric uh, on the on the on the mid palate, and then it kind of kind of tapers off a little more, and then it kind of falls off the shelf, which is really nice because that leads you in about where you would take your second tip. Yeah. Oh yeah, so. I said it's nothing out of this world. Blow your socks off or anything, but it's a good, solid pick. I thought, especially yeah. for eighty nine bucks, right? Seventy nine, eighty nine. And in today's world, man, the dollar the dollar isn't stretched near as far in whiskey than uh, than it has before. So uh, it's good to see it's good to see those price points being what they are. And uh, I'm glad uh, glad you ended up doing this, brother. Cheers, yeah, man. Cheers. All right, so we're gonna get in some uh, get in some questions here. Get to know you a little better, Kenny. Yeah. Thank you for the pour there. Yeah. Uh, so how'd you end up here, man? What's your whiskey story? Ooh, my whiskey story. Um, well, I, this is, I guess, what is this, 2023? So this is what, July? Oh, this is June. So right around four years ago, just, uh, just under four years ago, um, my youngest son, who has a birthday today, uh, youngest Shout son. out to him. Yeah, Jacob. Happy birthday, big dog. Um, but my youngest son uh, started getting into bourbon a little bit. Um, and my wife's kind of always, you know, drank bourbon. Uh, Evan Williams, some a little bit of makers, I think, but mainly, you know, like the Evan Williams stuff. Shout out to her. She's got a palate on her, buddy. Her descriptors. Yeah. Ooh, Shannon, shout out to you, baby. But yeah, she she's always kind of into bourbon a little bit. Just not into it, I guess, but just drink bourbon. Sure. So the he started getting the bourbon a little bit. So um, you know, I uh, as far as me goes, uh, 
didn't really have a lot going on. Kids got out of the house, you know. I used to coach baseball or go to their games, go to their track meets, do this, do that. So I'm like, man, I need something to do. And he started getting into that. So I just started buying bourbon and uh, <laughs> bought tons of bottles for him and my wife to try and just started buying bourbon. And that was like the fall of 2019. So, so at this point, that, you weren't really a whiskey person at all, really? Not zero. Like okay. I, in junior high and high school, I you know drank to get drunk you know, party. Mm-hmm. Um, but then quit drinking, having drink, didn't drink in forever. Cause I just never really enjoyed alcohol. I just literally sure. drank to get drunk. It's so it's safe party to say thing. you were a destination drinker. Is yes. How I describe Total it. destination. Destination being Total. getting drunk. Right? Getting drunk. And that was, but that was junior high, high school. Um, and I mean, I'm, you know, I'm 48 now. So I mean, I literally hadn't really drank much of anything and at all in 15, 20, 20 years at least. But, um, so just buying it for them. And then uh, January of 2020, which I would actually nose their bourbons, you know, yeah, uh, and that was it. So then that started in maybe July, August of 2019. Did you, so then, did you catch anything on that nose at all? Um, no, I just I was like, I mean, a little bit of brown sugar, a little bit of vanilla kind okay. of stuff. Was but not bit. like what you're at, where you're nah. at. Now. And I still don't have a great nose now, man. I'm just always so congested. It sucks, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's, it's a benefit. This yeah. is a blessing and the curse of being yeah. in Kentucky. But so January 2020, man, took my first sip um, with them. Like, so literally January 2020, first sip. And I was like, man, it's hot. It burned. It was like, man, this tastes like alcohol, just alcohol. And uh, so then I started doing just tastings with them when I poured. But I, I don't know if it was for three weeks, if it was four weeks, five weeks, everything I drink just tastes like alcohol. Tastes like alcohol. Tastes like alcohol. <laughs> Boozy, that's it man and uh but i was just you know and then all of a sudden like one day it just clicked i'm like oh man i get brown sugar oh i get vanilla oh i get some cherry you know oh i get tobacco mm. oh you know how long into it before you really started noticing those notes? it was like literally three to four weeks all i just was hot alcohol but you were how how often how consistent of it were you, we were i would say we probably i'd say at least twice a week Okay. So three times a week, we would, a we would sit, right. So it wasn't all the time, but so maybe twice a week, three times a week at the most. So four to six weeks later, all of a sudden I started really starting to taste some stuff. Man. But when you sat down, it was with purpose. You weren't just having a, a sip to enjoy it. No, no, no. It was us three sitting down. And with them, they were basically picking what they liked better. You know, we right. pour, hey, let's try this bottle versus this bottle versus this bottle. Which one of the three do you like better? Yeah, head to head. So yeah, head that's head. all. It was, it, it was that. It wasn't like, hey, we're just going to go sit on the porch with uh, or sit on outside with a, a little fire and let's just drink to we were literally just doing it with the purpose and purpose was just to see what we tasted you know so right. so for them it was seeing which ones they like better for me it was like can i taste anything other than alcohol <laughs> you know so uh but yeah after four to six weeks or so then things started falling into place That's man really and neat. then um i just fell in love with it bro after that yeah. so um, how'd you get hooked up with the community and stuff um so uh Several things on different fronts kind of all happened around the same time. Um, Justin Sloan of Justin's House of Bourbon actually came into P-Rats, where I work, and was buying some appliances from me. Shout out to him. Um, and that was, goodness, I mean, that was just, I don't know if that was March or April, so just to, like literally rise, I started being able to taste things. Uh, he came in and uh, he had on some bourbon had it. What I forgot what it was. So we started talking. Oh, you into bourbon? It's like, well, yeah, a little bit. You know, and he's just playing it <laughs> off. You know, playing it coy and cool. 
Um, and so then we started talking. Can you imagine like, all the fucking turds that try to strike up a conversation with that man? Yeah, trying to get something out of it. I was just like, oh, do, do you know anything about bourbon? Do you like bourbon? Yeah, yeah, but now, yeah. so he invited me. He's like, man, you need to come down to the shop. You know, we'll give you a tour of everything and talk, you know, this and that. So me and my wife went down uh, and it was awesome. Uh, just seeing all of the what a great host. old bottles to yeah. get just pouring lots of good pours. For my buddy, it's where I met Ryan, man, my, uh, one of my best friends now, Ryan Alves, uh, down there that day too. So that kind of happened. But at the same time, some people that I'd already known through just out and about, you know, known through either through through selling appliances or TVs, through uh, installing TVs that other businesses to do, through just around Lexington. And, you know, Lexington is, it's uh -huh. small and big together. Found out that a lot of those guys were into bourbon, you know, so they got me into some local groups, um, some local bourbon groups. Um, and uh, that's where I met you as well. Yeah. And that all kind of happened. It was all kind of, which I met you after, you know, that part with uh, with uh, with uh, Sloan and J-Hob. Um, but shortly after that, that's when I met you and several other people and it just kind of started just snowballing from there, man. Right on. Right on. So we got some local groups. Uh, we one of them is a 501c3 can kentucky supply and demand it's probably, probably the only one we can really say because it's yeah. 5013. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the other groups i guess technically are illegal right so i don't know if you want to say anything else oh goodness but uh oh, good old so, zuck so good old you, zuck yeah 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 shout out to him mm. uh so how, how'd you get into ksd initially um that was uh my boy marty wells you know Marty? Marty, yeah, what a guy. Marty's just, uh, he is a trip. But no, he got me into KSD. Um, so he saw your interest? Yeah, he not. So I've, I've known him since, you know, high school. Um, and then just seen him around. Then we started talking stuff. And yeah, he, he got me into KSD. Um, and then, um, you know, just participating in some, you know, charitable type things and stuff is how I got to meet. You. Yeah, what a what a great group. Come I mean, to the they, they do they do a lot of they do a lot for charity. Uh, a lot of, a lot of giveaways, a lot of a lot of stuff they don't really promote either. Uh pause they pair pair with pause for the cause. Um a, a local a local animal shelter um that that does a lot of really good things with the local local scenes. Uh but uh yeah, I gave you a little pour there, mm -hmm. Kenny. What would you what'd you think? We're doing a little blind taste testing wow. as we're as we're talking here. Where where you at with that, Bubba? Yeah, my eyes just got big on that one. <laughs> yeah, I see you light up like a Christmas tree. It is very dark. Uh, incredibly dark. Um wow. Mm. Tastes a little uh a little higher proof than what we just had it tasted like. Okay. Let me hit this again, hang on. So we're gonna try to do do a little bit of blinding uh, here and there. Um, we're I, I really want to focus on removing the veil of the label, uh, as you heard in the intro. We're, we're Kenny and I really bonded as we'll get into the story later uh, over blind taste testing, and we're always messing with each other. Uh, and uh, th this is a this is a good blind to start mm. out. Yeah, this thing it um, get a little bit of oak on it, so I mean I'm assuming it's. 12 to 15 years old it's definitely dark got the color mm -hmm. seems a little seems a little proofy I, I mean man i'd say probably 125 plus on proof um but no i liked it tasted really good great mm, there's no telling with you though who knows what it could be <laughs> 
So many bottles to pick from. So might, be my, might be my new riff. You never know. That's what I do to everybody. <laughs> Kenny, man, you're so... It, it's almost comical yeah. how how big you were pushing that new riff pick you did. It, for, for Bro. Don't know. But, did it taste like any new riff you ever had, though? No. Thank you. It was, it was so off-profile, so unique. It was really, really, really complex. It tasted eight sweet. to ten years old, not four and a half. It New was, riff, man. When, when you when you hit it, you hit it out of the park. But the the market's a little saturated with them, and uh, once they get a little more age, and uh, I think I think they'll be a, a big competitor. I've been saying for a long time, man. I, I I favor them over over a lot of the distilleries out there. But mm. really excited to see what they're doing. Kenny likes to get me all the time on it, and uh, that's that's one thing you should know about him. If you are being blinded by Kenny Mills, there's no telling what you're gonna get. No telling. You might accidentally get blinded with a George T's Dag, or literally a new <laughs> riff, and everywhere between. <laughs> it whip out a dusty in in a, in a bottle, <laughs> like a, not like a two ounce uh, mm. Boston round either. He's got what are those ten, twelve ounces? Oh yeah. <laughs> Eight ounce. Well, I got an eight ounce, sixteen ounce. Eight ounce, sixteen. Ounce. He pull out of his pocket too, like he just rolled yeah. up. <laughs> I love it. Man. What do you think of this? Pocket, oh man, uh, that's dusty. Pocket pours, bro. Pocket pours. Pocket pours. <laughs> I bring pocket pours. Can't be wearing those little skinny jeans. Man, like we gotta make. Bucks, man, we gotta we make a segment pockets. called pocket pours, baby. Pocket we gotta pours. do it. Yeah, just whip whatever you want. Pocket pour. We gotta make a sound to it, so you hit the sound yeah. button. <laughs> it's just Kenny's pocket pours, baby. Let's get it going. Oh uh, man! All right. So you say it's got a little age on it. It's got a little proof to it. I think yeah. I think 12, 12 plus twelve to fifteen, twelve okay. year old, thirteen year old. Um, I think one twenty five, one thirty proof. Man, it's got a little heat. Um, something on the nose is um, on the first initial drink. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like an Elijah Craig barrel proof. Um, Why is that? That was my guess. Um, it just tastes like a lot of Elijah Craig barrel proofs I've had. Um, okay. One thing, the nose has something a little bit wine, sweet, vinegar, something on the nose that's a little bit different than most ECPBs I've had, though. But, um let me, let me go in for one more drink here. Sure. It's really cool to contrast what you just mm. had versus what you're tasting now. How would you how would you put it up against uh, your Penelope pick? Uh, not, not trying to compare and contrast. Obviously, these are two yeah. different two different things here. You can't compare apples to oranges. Well, um, Penelope, just you can tell it's younger. You can just tell it's probably six to eight years old at the most, six, seven years old. I'm, is what I'm guessing. This is yeah. a very mature bourbon. Um, it has the oak tannins in it. Um way darker in color uh and it just kind of hugs and holds and just grippier it, it tastes like you, you actually have to chew this uh, like i have to chew it as i'm drinking it yeah like i'm not nice. just it's not like water going down it's like you gotta chew this yeah buddy um i'm gonna have to go eliza craig barrel proof bro all right um, so i'm gonna think i get that little bit of a nut on it like a heaven hill um but i get a little bit of a nut uh it looks. I mean, it. The only thing is, man, it's darker than. Man, it's darker than most. Well, it's darker than any ECBBs, unless maybe a old pirate label. But based on, I'm thinking it's twelve to. Man, man. All right. So this is why. This is why. Can and we kind of cut your story, um, basically in half. Um, I, he 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 must have had a fucking Jedi sense about him to 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 pick this out. 
but you can't put a poor in front of Kenny Mills without him being curious. And I think it's beautiful. Um, but I'm going to give you the reveal because okay. it's, it's so fucking impressive to me that you nailed every bit of that. What? Not only did you get proof range, okay, but you got age okay. on, on the nose and distillate. So Heaven Hill. Heaven Hill, 12 year. Okay. 134.2. I told you it tastes. I said 125 first. I'm like, nah, man, it's hot, it's hotter. It's at least 130. Uh-huh. So, okay. I mean, I'm I'm giving okay. you a, a, a okay. five a five proof point plus or minus, and that's okay. what the, you know, you're right there. Elijah Craig Barrel Proof batch one. Oh wow! Clocking in at the original batch point one. two. I've batch never one. I own that, but I've not opened it. It is a ringer for wow. me, baby. Did this, I just guess that right though? You fucking nailed it. No, you didn't guess it. You nailed it. Well, I'm not saying guess it, but I. Dang, bro! You nailed that pie, on your opening, baby. on your opening, <laughs> on your opening, it's Journey a, Drinkers, opening Journey Drinkers podcast. Holy crap! You nailed Man. it. It's Bourbon Day, baby. Let's go. Come on. Oh, gosh. I've been holding on to this sample I wish you, I wish you were, like I wish we were on years. camera so that way we could have video proof of that so your listeners don't think that we like, that nah, you, that you so showed I, me this or anything. So what I did is I had a, I had a uh, pocket pour. That's funny. I had a pocket pour on him and I uh, snuck a two ounce sample bottle. And for, mm. those, for those of you listening at home, you, you'll, you'll figure out. He'll be on the podcast a little more, but Kenny Mills is has a reputation for tasting blind whiskey and a whiskey blind and nailing it. Like it's not something that you can just pick up. I think, uh, you can get good at it and you can, uh, kind of sharpen that sword, but it takes practice and practice and practice and you have to maintain it too. So you can't just, you know, you can't just do it one good time yeah. and, and, and then expect to be good at it a year from now without, without putting in the pores. Kenny is the first person that I've ever known to literally every night have Shannon, have me, have someone else, Ryan, anybody. He was all about focused on blind taste testing. And, 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 and I honestly, I've said this several times in the past, Kenny, you're the best blind palate I know. I appreciate that, man. And you fucking proved it tonight, baby. Wow. I can't (laughs) believe I got that right. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm, I, well, no, because it's hard. It. I no, can believe a dude, you could be right. I mean, dude, think about it. I mean, it's so hard. Yeah. Speak. Now, single blinds are a different animal. So, yeah. you know, I'm not sure who your listeners know single blind versus double blind, but I mean, single blind is, hey, I'm going to put five bottles out here and here's five different pours. You know which five they are. Can you guess which one's which? Double blinds are a different animal, dude. Double blinds are just 100%. as hard as hard can be. So, 100%. And, I, and that's a thing. So, you know, people do call me the blind king, blind guy. But quit taking my. Sorry, what are you doing, You're fidgeting, bro? bro. I'm always fidgety. Don't fidget. All right, but blind. But only and the only thing is because I blind everything. I have zero to do with being right about something. Um, like whenever I uh, blind people with stuff as well, the main thing I'm telling them to do is number one, if I'm, I'm blinding like maybe three different things against each other with somebody else. So, Hey, all you're doing is picking first place, second place, third base, third place. Or if I'm blind, then it's nine. Most of the time, if I'm blind, then it's just to remove the price tag, remove the marketing, remove the label to see what I like and whether it's worth buying it or not. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely awesome to guess 
age semi closed, proof closed, distillate pro, um, you know, um, that sort of distillery. It's really cool to guess that, but that's not the main reason I blind personally. I just do it to know, hey, should I buy this or not? Right. You, you've dialed in your palate enough to know where you're at. Um, and, and I don't think a lot of whiskey drinkers that I've met in my journey um, are as objective as you've been in, in, in your, in your short, um, short whiskey lifetime. And if we can, if we can, as a, as, as a connoisseur collective of whiskey drinkers, be more objective in, in what we're feeding our palates or what we're going crazy for in the secondary market, I think we can make, uh, uh, waves and make a change in in big whiskey and and demand a better um, expression. Yeah. Uh, demand better uh, representation in 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 what we like. Um, instead of just blindly consuming, you know, uh, uh, what's what's fed to us or what's marketed to us. Yeah. Because you see a, a pretty label, a pretty bottle. You see that cool video that they posted up. You hear the story, the romanticizing of everything, and you just, you can't help but fall in love with it. Or you hear the fifty other people around you that were into bourbon before you, or into bourbon, and mm-hmm. and so that's what. So I mean, in general, and I don't know how you feel about this. I think we're on the same page. Bourbon just tastes better with friends, anyway. A hundred percent. Okay. So one of the reasons I started blinding, not well, one of the big things you got me blinding to do age proof distillate all that just to try to sharpen that particular skill yeah but before that here's what's crazy before i was even into bourbon i was blinding my wife and my son that's the thing about it i literally <laughs> before i took my first sip of whiskey i was blinding them because i wanted to know when i went to a liquor barn and bought some bottles did this 60 dollar bottle that i bought how does it compare to this 20 dollar bottle and this 40 dollar bottle and this is before i knew anything about bourbon but i just blinded them just to see if it was worth the money difference. And that's what, so even before I took my first sip, so that's, that's partly was my blind. Um, one of the big things that stuck out to me was, I was at Justin's House of Bourbon, uh, one of my first times down there, and uh, we had the uh, Old Forester, uh, it was not the birthday bourbon, it was the 150th when they first mm, came out. Yeah. In Old Forester 150th, you know, super allocated, high secondaries, like, oh man, so 150 is a rare release. And it tasted amazing when I was down there hanging out with him. So I thought, I was like, oh, yeah, this is good. Well, that was probably my brain saying, hey, I should like this. Mm-hmm. So then, like, um, we ended up drinking that. Uh, we blinded it, man, and it finished, like, literally, <laughs> like, 23rd out of 25 bourbons. And so that really opened my eyes. Like, man, you know, so somebody asked me how I like it. I'm like, hey, I don't know yet. Let me go blind it. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know. And just, any serious whiskey drinker. You, you blind it, man. Let's listen to this podcast. You probably found it because you are a serious whiskey drinker. But you nailed, the, you, you nailed it on the head, man. Your your environment has more to do with it. it unless you're in a neutral setting, it's your chair at home, and you, and you have these blind pours, and you're being so objective about it, it's fucking boring. You know, it can be boring. I think it's exciting to, and I did that for for a long time. I sit down at the table. I'd I'd write reviews on on whiskey. I'd I'd send it to the people who sent it to me, and uh, gave them my objective, you know, criticism, my opinion. Um, and ha- having yourself surrounded with people you you really enjoy sharing whiskey with, having good conversations with. Really, really, you know, breaking bread in, in, in the in the truest sense, making that bourbon stewardship a reality 
like it can influence your 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 palate so much that I've changed my favorite pour because of who I was surrounded by and 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 influenced with. Yeah. Um, and then everybody, I mean, you know, if money obviously and you can try to say you're objective but if you know that you're sitting there and whoever you're with just opened a bottle that goes for six hundred dollars you're like and you're subconsciously you're thinking i'm gonna love this i have to like it i have to like it i taste it well it's not like well no i actually do like this about it I like that because you, you should it's a six hundred dollars a thousand dollars or whatever you fucking better <laughs> right and that's why i blind man because yeah. i found so many bottles that are expensive that are not even remotely worth it man. yeah so we're we're hoping to get the word out and try to try to let people know that instead of chasing FOMO, instead of instead of really trying to 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 figure it out all by yourself, Kenny Mills will shoot you straight. I'll shoot you straight. Hopefully, the guests that I have here on this podcast will shoot you straight. But at the same time, man, surround yourself with people who love the spirit and and really enjoy what you enjoy. And, and I think you'll have a good time, but it's really cool to see Kenny's process in going from a destination drinker to a journey drinker. So let's expand a little more on that. So once you've, once, once you've met some really good people in the whiskey world, uh, you, you, you begin to, to dial in your palate. Uh, we're kind of jumping back and forth here on the, on your story. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, it's, I'm it's, good. Kinda, it's, it's good to mix in bourbon it. with that, right? Some tasting. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I got to throw you no, So I jumped, I mean, I literally, I jumped in, I mean, head, feet, hand, I was just all the way in. And I've, uh, I've, yeah, I have way too many bottles, way, way too many bottles. Um, but uh, I truly fell in love with it because just being totally fresh to it, I didn't have um, – and I'll try to relate this like ice coach baseball and sometimes taking a kid that was just raw versus a kid that had so many bad mistakes. Uh, he had a really bad form you had to correct. So he had to unlearn all that bad form. Mm -hmm. It took me way longer to get him fixed than it did somebody that just didn't have any bad right. technique to begin with. So I was just, I was literally fresh and new to it. And I got, I fell in the right spot, man. I got, Justin Sloan, Ryan Alves, you guys that are big time whiskey bourbon guys from like literally day one. It's in, yeah. so I've very blessed that way. It's, it's crazy blessed that way. Um, but, um, that a lot of people won't have that. So right. unfortunately, and know, expand so. a little bit on your journey. When he says he went head over heels, this motherfucker went head over yeah. heels. I've got a few bottles at the house. You went from I remember you talking about your your collection, and it was like, oh yeah, I got this, I got that, woo woo woo. And I'm like, oh shit, those are some pretty advanced level pours. Like how long you how long you been buying bourbon? And at the time when we met, it had only been a year. A year. Uh, I'm in Bomber in a year, and we met in November or December, right? I think it was around that. So yeah, only I, I sipped my first sip in January. I met you in November. <laughs> That's wild. But uh, it's it. I mean, I mean, when so when you were when you were tasting that night, I kind of I kind of give you my my perspective on our first time meeting. You you, you bought a couple bottles off uh, off of me through, through a charity thing. Uh, through a char through a charity uh, <laughs> group. And uh, you came over, and I had no intention of having pours with you. Oh, I know. I, you know, not not not. You were in your underwear and flip flops, and <laughs> uh, you know, just no intention of hosting. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. No, I mean, yeah. 
you don't want to see that, Bubba. You, I wouldn't do that to you. I'm teasing. And I was cooking. I was cooking that night. Your sausages, man. I was, I, yeah, I had Without some a hood sausage on. on the grill. Well, the hood doesn't work. <laughs> Come on, man. I need, I need Kenny Mills. So appliances, man. Appliances, so just, that's what know? I noticed. If only I knew a guy. Mm. <laughs> but I was cooking sausages. The whole fucking house smelled like sausage. And, uh, and, and you just came in and you had all the right questions. You had you had all the right interests. You you gravitated toward the right bottles, and I'm like, "Fuck, man! I need to get this food in me." But you need to try this. Yeah. You need to try that. Here, grab yeah. a glass, sit down. We we had probably how many pours? At least a dozen. I drove home, so maybe like four pours. Four pours, four, pours on the record. No. On yeah. the record. No, yeah, we had a lot, bro. It was, <laughs> it was, it was a, a lot. Good, it was a good ass night. It was a great night, and. Great and I noticed the way that you were sipping. I noticed the way that that you went from your nose to your palate to the finish. I noticed the way that you, you know you, your mouth moved or didn't mm-hmm. at the time, and uh, a few little tips and tricks to help you kind of coat your palate a little better, to nose it a little better. If you're not, you're not going to good nose, there's some tricks to yeah to to do that. I remember sharing all that with you. Mm-hmm. And it, it it seemed like no more than a few months later you were you were f- killing blind yeah like yeah. You, you you went all in on not only purchasing and having which you yeah. know you get the bourbon bug you get bit you 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 put some cash up yeah for some whiskey definitely but you did it on so many other levels that it made it really interesting for me to watch you grow and uh, and and. and it, and it's really interesting to see that journey with you, man. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And I'm, like I said, you just had some great, great mentors. And, um, you know, a little bit of extra cash didn't help. Just, uh, you know, kids were out of the house and a little extra. <laughs> they're off the uh, payroll, you know. So it's uh, one of those things kind of timed up, too, where I had a little extra money. Absolutely. Um, so I was able to get, you know, some whiskeys. But, uh, no, it, it really was, um, you know, did mainly, like I said, mainly blind to see how I like something for the pricing point. Is it worth this, worth that? But the other part of blinding is what I did jump into big, like you said, and that was literally, I'm a blind three nights to five nights every single week. Yeah, you put in the Eight pours. to 10 to 12 pours to, yeah. to just get that get that Rolodex, that mm-hmm. actual memory Rolodex going of, and uh, I got pretty I got pretty good for a while. Um, well, you just fucking know the ECBP. Um, well, I appreciate that by by year and dissolute and yeah. expression. That was really impressive. But I, it's definitely not like riding a bike though. So I I suck at blinds now compared to what I did when I was hitting it hard. But I couldn't hit that hard for that long, man. It's bad on yeah. the bad on the organs internally. Oh, man, it's too much alcohol. That's <laughs> a lot of booze. But uh, you know, I, I got pretty decent, man. When so I was we, trying, we uh, I've always kind of noticed when you do blinds. It's it's a really cool thing. You get in your element. You have your process. I do. You you nose it. You and then you get it, you get a sip, and then you put your head down. You close your eyes. Close my eyes. And, man. and you have that. Can you explain a little more about the process and how? Yeah. You, how you so and honestly, man, and I, I'm gonna I'm give a couple shout outs here. Um, my wife, um, <laughs> Mossick, and another one of my buddies. He's actually young. He's uh, 25 or 26. Same age as my kids, Caleb. Um, their descriptors are just off the charts descriptors. I'm talking, they could go work for any distillery they wanted to and just write the notes for, cause it, and it's so true. So it's like, 
I know, hey, you know, for me still, I'm a thumbs up, thumbs down. Do I like it? Don't like it? Yeah, I can pick some notes out, but I'm still overall more of a thumbs up, thumbs down. But and it's something interesting to talk about. I know we're bouncing around, but it's I remember, you know, there's a couple barrel picks that you got me on and it was wild. Um, one of the first ones was the 1792 foolproof that we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was wild. If you looked at my note sheet and you looked at Mossick's note sheet. Mine looks like a like a kindergartner wrote it. Mossix is literally, <laughs> I'm talking the most beautiful poetic art form. Now here's the thing, we both picked the the same first place barrel, second place barrel, third uh-huh. place barrel. So we ended up at the same place. Yeah, you just you have the descriptors way more, uh, you know, way, way more poetic with it. So for me, what I do, um, I literally uh, I will take the sip, I close my eyes, and what I do, I just see where it takes me. That's what I try to tell people. I just mm-hmm. I literally see where it takes me. It's like a roller coaster, up, down, left, right. You know, I know people make fun of the term flavor ride, but I see if the flavor ride is there. But I really just close my eyes and just see where it takes me because it is a journey for me. And I want to see where it takes me on that journey. Do I like where it's taking me? So I do close my eyes and just give it a moment, man. That's a really nice way of uh, saying we're all full of shit. No, no, no. (laughs) No, because what happens is... Once you say something, my wife says something, Caleb says something, I'm like, okay, I can. And we don't always agree. No, and there's several times you you'll know? say something like, no, nah, I don't get that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. once you do say something, I'm like, oh, yep, there's that strawberry. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. I just thought, oh, it's a fruit. Oh, no, it's actually strawberry. Yeah, it yeah, is yeah. like, you know, it is like that jam. And, and there is something to the don't think of an elephant. What's the first, first thing you think about? Right? You think yeah. of an elephant, right? But you can put thoughts into someone's mind. Yeah. But you know you're in a good table. When someone challenges you on it, yeah, your wife does that really well. Oh yeah, everybody. She's that, brutal. She she is savage. I guess uh, you really couldn't work for a distillery. <laughs> <laughs> she is brutal. <laughs> well, maybe we'll have her on. Oh gosh, and yeah. we can give you all a taste of her. Shout out to her, Shannon. Uh, yeah. uh, I got another blind for Uh-oh, you, uh, but go, before we, we do, um, so that we talked a little bit about descriptors. I knows my glass a lot. Um, we'll get into. What's your favorite part of drinking whiskey, right? So is it your nose, your palate, the finish? You like the Kentucky Hug? What's your favorite part of, like, experiencing a good pour? For me, I am about a long finish, mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is I kind of op- knew the answer to the question. I just right. wanted to get it out there. Well, you. and that is literally the opposite of our boy Harry. Mm-hmm. Harry Mike is all about the front side. All about the front So it's funny. He and I, like, if I find something I like uh, – or find something I don't like, but it's got a good up front. I'm like, Harry, I need it. to have Harry to try that. Mm-hmm. And then vice versa. I'm like, oh, I love this. Oh, oh no, Harry ain't going like that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. But, you know, for me, um, it is the finish. Um, I'm all about the finish. And that's, you mentioned Dusty's earlier. That's a lot of reason why I'm into my Dusty's, man, because uh, they're, they, especially even some of those that are 86 proof, 101 proof, they have that long, drawn-out finish like today's barrel-proof at 135, 130, 135 do. Um, but you can get that out of 190 to 101 proof, man. Yep, so I'm, I'm about the finish, personally. Excellent. I'm a nose whore. Yes. I love my nose. And I wish I was. I just, I, man, I'm so <laughs> congested mm. just always. I mean, I always battle 365, man. You know, you got one vent open, one vent closed a lot of times in my, you know, my part, but. Um, something about something about a good nose. I just it, there's 
there's a lovely sense of what you're gonna what you expect, mm-hmm. and very seldom does do, do whiskeys like match their nose. But when they do, yeah, <laughs> magical. Give me, give me. Yeah, it, it may not be the best whiskey to pick, and I won't always pick it when it matches. But something something about like just sitting there, and I think a lot of that had had influence on my brother. My brother would would literally have a good pour, a thick solid pour, wouldn't sip a drop like watching the tv series 30 45 an hour long and he just knows it hmm. and it changed it aerate a little bit it open up he'd swivel it he'd get it active coat the glass and and really just sit with that whiskey and, mm-hmm. and, and get to know it and have a conversation with it literally sit down and snuggle up with it yeah. and watch tv and to me that was that was a little overkill but it <laughs> Anybody that's ever picked with me, it's like I ain't got packs of nose yet, or or we you know been to the tasting. Right. Well, hurry up, motherfucker! We're trying to get to the next pour. Right, whoa, right, whoa. right. I can't get past the nose. Yeah, no, it's true, <laughs> you know? man. It is. But uh, and and the nose changes as it sits, and the whiskey changes as it sits. And the whiskey changes. I mean, it really does. Yeah. Oxidation's real. The interaction is real. Uh, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. Yeah. You know, really low depends. proof Elijah Craig, man, it, or low proof any Heaven Hill distillate just kind of kind of aerates a little, little more off for me. Falls off pretty quick. Yeah. All right, I got another pour for Ooh. you, Kenny Mills. This is another blind, of course. My prediction is I would get this wrong, so I would be <laughs> at least batting five hundred tonight. I'm, I'm so expecting far, I mean, you to fucking uh, nail it. yeah. Oh way, I promise I'm you, I won't. It's lightning strike twice. I promise in the you I won't. I got lucky on that first one. All right, here we go on the nose, fellas. Man, that nose is good, bro. Why are you pouring fire tonight? <laughs> it's National Bourbon Day 2023, Yo, baby. We, we got to show up, man. I brought a Penelope. Uh, you got some more stuff. I did bring some good stuff, too, in the box. <laughs> mm. All right. Yeah, so um, I don't know how much can be done through podcasts, man. You might you need to do, like, TikToks and stuff, too. Because honestly, for your listeners, man, I'm just telling you, Mossick changed my drinking experience around, and I have changed so many others around just from the technique. Um, and uh, I mean, I've got people that have come to my house that have been sipping drinking bourbon two, three, four, five years that still don't know how to drink bourbon. Mm. When I say don't know how to drink bourbon, um, it's just to get the full flavor out of it um, and truly try to experience it for what it is. And um, a big, you know, a lot of that's the ethanol because, you know, a lot of people and maybe a lot of your listeners still or a lot of your listeners, maybe, you know, like a lot of a lot of my friends like you drank 110 proof. I'm like, what do you mean? 110 is where I start. <laughs> I drink up to 140, 150, but it doesn't taste that hot to us because yeah. we know how to sip and get rid of the ethanol, baby. man. So, you know, yeah, you're good. You're good for a starter pour every, every yeah. time. That's another thing. Talk about starter pours, man. Yeah. But uh, g- great point on that, Kenny. Uh, I think we're going to expand on that a little bit, a little bit down the road in, in the podcast. I mean, you can definitely talk about it and say how to do it, but it's also easier to see it yeah, too. But. Yeah. Once we get a video, yeah. we'll, we'll get something going. But uh, where are you at in this blind, brother? On the nose, I am fruity floral, so I'm thinking of four roses on the nose. Okay. What kind, what kind of fruity floral are you talking well, since I'm a kindergartner in my descriptors, like I admitted a minute ago, I'm going to say fruity floral. That'll work. And then you can expand on that. Fruity floral. Four roses is what he said. That's just on the nose, and that can be nothing. It could taste totally different. 
I'm gonna go in for a sip, bro. That'll I don't work. have the nose you do. Honestly, that's probably a blessing. We wouldn't fucking get nothing done as a team. Mm. This is deep medicinal cherry right here, bro. Ooh, good descriptor. Mm. This is deep dark cherry medicinal cherry. Yeah, I'm getting heavy, heavy cherry flavor. The medicinal is, is a nice subtle aspect to it that I'd agree with 100%. Well, and that might be a wrong word for me to use, but I say medicinal cherry if it is a non-sweet, just a just a deep tart cherry. It's more of a subtle medicinal flavor yeah. for me. Like, like, you know, you get the cough syrup, um, even, even maybe the off brand, it's like real heavy on and that. And that's where I originally came up with that, I guess. Yeah, it's it's, it's that. real heavy on that, yeah. that weirdness. Whereas this yeah. is just a little, little touch, yeah. a little zip of it. It's not overwhelming. So first, so first drink, um, for me, I, it's just that, that medicinal cherry stands out, bro. Okay. I'll go back in again. Oh, yeah. It's got a really nice bouquet of spice in there, too. Um, there's a lot of complexities in this whiskey. I love contrasting spice, cane sugar sweetness, floral. Uh, the, and it all is kind of balled up for me in the mid palate, kind of bouncing back and forth between the front and mid palate. And then the finish is back there in the background like an angry dragon, like in a cool action movie that's just blowing that fiery, delicious finish. Not overly ethanol, not overly uh, big time on it, but, man, that's a that's a really dramatic contrast of, of palate and finish And I get, um, I'm going to call them the numbing spices. I don't know if that's clove or what it is. Okay. But my lips, the my cheeks on the inside, my tongue Drawing has that – has that little nummy, tingly, tingle going in a good way, though, not in a bad way. Yeah, it's not yeah, the yeah. young high ethanol pop off of some, you know, four year, five year thing that's been heat cycled, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is, this is, this is very well aged whiskey right here. Very well aged whiskey. All right. So, Fruity Floor, Four Roses, well aged. How well? That was on the nose. I didn't say on the palate what I thought it was. Okay. Okay. On the palate, I'm thinking, let me get one more sip. Well, don't. Swing for the fences just yet, Kenny Mills. Let's let's go. Okay. Age range. Age on this. Mm. Um. Not to sound like a generic repeat, twelve to fifteen, but I'm thinking. Man, I'm thinking thirteen to fifteen. Thirteen to fifteen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thinking thirteen to fifteen. Um, yeah, give me a proof range. Thinking one fifteen ish. Okay. One eighteen. One fifteen. One eighteen. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Man, it could could hit one twenty. Okay. Could hit one twenty. Let's talk distillate. Um. Have you ever heard of Malort? Get out. I love to make you laugh. Right now. No, no, no. I just love to make you laugh, man. Because you got one of the best laughs, dude. Because it is your, your laugh is from the heart, dude. Oh, it just, I love it. I love to make you laugh, man. Plus, I, I like trying to make you laugh in your microphone on your podcast that you hate. Jesus. You're trying to be like so professional right now. Push the microphone away. So I like to make you laugh on microphone. <laughs> 
No, uh, I, honestly, I think it's Four Roses. Is what four I'm Roses. Go. I'm going to go Four Roses, uh, 13 to 15-year-old, 115, 120 proof, man. Man. Could be totally wrong because, like I said, it's just double blinds, guys. For anybody who's not blinded, double blinds are ridiculous. It, so, it throws your head. It's because oh, hang on, pause for one second if you don't mind. So, we had a guy send five blinds, and me and Caleb hit them. And uh, dead serious, like one of them we thought was like literally old school dusty turkey. It was a medicinal cherry. We thought it was just, I mean, we thought it was 10 to 12 years old, just an old school turkey. Another one um, tasted just like a, a really good aged Heaven Hill. Dude, they were all five to six-year-old MGPs, man. Wow. So it's one of those things. Well, that's why double blinds are just, you can be so wrong, and that's okay. It doesn't matter. Right. So don't right. don't get discouraged. Uh, I encourage everybody, the main thing to blind is to remove the marketing, the label, the price. That's the main thing. And the second thing is just have fun, see if you and your buddies can guess Basically right on everything stuff. everything the big whiskey's working for. Yeah, because, I mean, dude, we were told, <laughs> yeah, but we were told, I mean, me and Caleb both, guess, I mean, we were all like, 10, 12. I mean, it was, it tasted like some old school split label 12 with a little bit more heat or something. It was wild. Interesting. But it was freaking five to seven or six to seven year old MGP, dude. Man. So, the ver- shout out to him. The versatility MGP yeah. never ceases to amaze uh, And a few of those were actually Nashville Barrel. I, was, you know, but I forgot what the other ones were, man, but it really did. It, it was, uh, now granted, one was like a 13 year old MGP. Okay. But still, it tasted like a freaking turkey from the 90s, 80s. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. It was wild. All right. So, where are we at on this? All right. So, Kenny Mills, to recap, said Four Roses Distillate. 13 to 15 13 years old. 15 years old. Proof point was 115, 118. 115, 118. All right. If you were to guess a recipe, from four roses, hypothetically. Oh gosh! If it were to be, if it were to be, hang on. Let me get. Ooh, I got enough for one more sip left. Hang on. Here we go. One second. Top you off if you just went into a zone. Um. So for me on four roses, overall, I like V's the best, just in general. I don't know if I'm saying that right. If you give me 50 bottles, I'm going to like V the best. If, if, you're, if I have to drink all 50, I'm like V the best. The best ones I've had have been K's because K is spicy, but when K is also done right, it's sweet and spicy. I like mm-hmm. the V's because I'm a sweet. Anybody knows me, I'm a sweet whore, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Like I really am. I like sweet. So the V's to me are sweeter. But if a K is done right and done great, then a K has the spice of a typical K, but also has some sweetness of a V. So I'm going to guess... This is because it tastes so freaking good. I'm gonna go. It's a premium K. That way, I get the sweetness of a V with a little bit of spice of the K. Because I do, I do get some higher spice on that. All right. Well, you fucked up on the recipe, but everything else you basically knocking. Was nailed. it? No way. Yeah, you got four roses. What? Ten year, three months. Oh, I'm way off on so age. Overshot, yeah, overshot, overshot of hair. Uh, not many thirteen. To be fair, not many thirteen. But dude, year I thought it was one of those premium ones. I thought it was like roses. one of the premium drops, like yeah. the Father's Day yeah. or a Mother's Day or a distillery. Because it tasted. Yeah. This is really yeah. good. But it was at fifty eight point two percent. So one hundred and sixteen point four. I said one fifteen one eighteen. Fucking nail the proof point, baby. You got distillate. Uh, and is it this, a V? This is an O B S O. It's an O. So high O. This is the L. Oh, I didn't say B E. I meant a, all right. I promise, and y'all, I, all right. I go to my grave on this. You hook me up to, hook me up to a poly. I was gonna say B. I meant to say B because it, it was a high rock. Oh, it's a high spice. Yeah. 
And this is a LW47-2Q from Country Lane. Did I just go two for two? Shout out on your Andrew podcast? Bacon Goodman <laughs> for the sample. I've been meaning to get to it, and we just did it live on my, on my wow. podcast here for you. So congratulations, Kenny Mills. You you went Dang. you went two and zero. Oh. On, uh, on, Bro, on the pod, I'm weary to tear up because <laughs> no, nah, I mean, double blinds you don't double blinds, double blinds you never know if you're right 10 percent, 20 percent of the time. That's a that's, that's impressive, that's impressive, it's impressive. And not only did you Dang. get around proof point and age and this lit, but then you're getting into the express that's where it really gets tricky. Yeah. I knew it was a B though, I forgot to say yeah. B, but I promise on my right. life, put me to polygraph. Right. I knew it was no a B high, high spice. So Kenny Mills, we're gonna wrap mm. this bitch up. What do you think, man? Uh, Whoa! What do you think? Pretty, pretty good, pretty good blinds. Oh, great blinds! We well, so have to come back and uh, blind me. Well, before we go, man, how about we share a pour I brought? How about we share a pour? What you got? Let me pull this out here. Let me rinse my glass out. And for those of you listening at home, we got a lot of sound on the on the table and stuff, but uh, we're trying to mitigate that with some. With some sound dampening here in the future, I think, I think they're okay with that, man. They they're bourbon people. Also, they know stuff makes noise. You pour a little bit of pour a little bit of water in your glass and pop it on your on your thigh a little bit. Get that get that clean clean new clean car glass smell. <laughs> it's clean glass, but also keeps you hydrated, man. That's right. Got to right. got to pour water in your glass to uh, pour water in your glass to clean it. That way you're drinking some water, staying hydrated, yep. but then you also rinse your glass so out. So important, man, staying so, hydrated, being responsible. I know today is National Bourbon Day, but I'm going to give you a... Oh, wow. Irish Whiskey Red on Bourbon Day. 27 year. 27. Batch four. So it's 107 proof. And cast strength. 107 proof. This is delicious. This is dessert. This is... I'm, I've already... How much Man, bottle, you smacked this down for the bottle's being, half gone. That? I've only opened it like four days ago. Shoot. It's half gone. This stuff oh. is, bro. I'm telling you. Right, let's give her a go. Mm. Poured a little heavy, brother. Wow, oh, look at that color too. I did not expect this kind of color from uh from an Irish whiskey. Man, I'm telling you. So. Um, you know, how, I hate let me scotch. say, let me say, how dare you bring an Irish whiskey to National Bourbon Day? I wish a motherfucker. W- I'm just kidding. No. You say that until you drink it. <laughs> Wait till you drink it. Nose it for a while though. But no. So while you're nosing, because you've not had this yet, um, I've had uh, Redbreast Twelve Cask over here with you. It was amazing. Okay, I've got Red Breast 21. It's only like 92 or 94 proof. It was okay. I, I won't buy that one again. They also make a Red Breast 15 and a 12 that are not cask. I won't buy those, man. It's just, it, it, it's it got to be that cask. Well, to be fair, these. like I fell in um, love with Irish whiskey because of the Red Breast cast strength 12. Bro, it's a it's fire. I, I mean, would, that to me is way better than the 21 year that's more expensive. Yeah. The, um, the 12 is fantastic in my opinion. Yeah, no, the 12, the 12 cask is amazing. Uh, once you have this, you're going to – this is a different animal. This is uh, grapefruit. This is peach. This is uh, blood orange or navel orange or some kind of tangerine or something as well. This is wild, bro. And you said you're not a descriptor guy. Well. Fucking taking all my ammo. 
I may have, <laughs> I may have read a label. And was, no, I'm just eating. <laughs> Grapefruits. So here's the thing. I first had this at a big bourbon event a month or two ago. My boy Bruce Levy. Shout out to Bruce up Shout in Michigan. Shout out to him. Michiganders. Um, he brought this. I never had it. And anybody that knows me, I mean, I've got 400 plus open bottles at the house, man. And when we get together and sip, you know, we'll have 10 to literally 20, 10 to 15 pours. And I'm a quarter ounce guy, right? I drink quarter ounce, half ounce at the most. Because I'd rather just drink multiple bourbons. That's all we do all night. We don't sit and pour two to three ounces of one thing and just drink it, right? I killed over half a bottle of this Red Breast 27 in two days at this event I was at, this little cookout, hangout, you know, event. That's not like you. And that's not like me at all, dude. That's not I'm like a quarter ounce, half ounce. Okay, here's the thing. There were two tables filled with pre-prohibition bourbon all the way up to brand new BTAC, tons of store picks, group picks, premium picks, amazing stuff everywhere. And so, it's one, you know, I'm, that's that's me. I'm quarter ounce, half ounce. I'll try a bunch of stuff. I killed half a bottle of this, man. That's insane. Like, I mean, for you to, to I know. for you to go so so deep and so and hard into this. So now the one I had was batch three, and I did get one batch three when I ordered them. So I've got this is batch four, but I got just a sweet ruby red grapefruit when on the when I tasted it, and it was just man, it was amazing. And this yeah, one for is, me in the nose, it, it's way more earthy than grapefruit. I would I would put more emphasis on on the well the Shannon everybody's peach everyone Shannon and the other people are like peach they're peach like peach is, peach peach is even a little too mellow for me I'm thinking yeah. more like a dragon fruit kind of kind of kind of cross between that and like a mango mango is too wide where this is more yeah. narrow sweetness uh, <sighs> blood blood orange yeah, you I, say I, mango I think their official one of the things they talk about from red breast on that box is mango so oh. I mean, you are definitely probably onto something bro sweet. Really, yeah. Well, it's more rich, I'd say, than a tangerine. Tangerine to me, you said tangerine. You said tangerine, right? That's an orange, man. That's why I'm not good okay. enough. I don't know if blood orange or tangerine or whatever. Well, tangerine for or no, you said grapefruit. That grapefruit, well, definitely grapefruit, but also grape, got some orangey too, though. That grapefruit bitterness just isn't there for me, though. Like the grapefruit weird. Like tart is yeah. is not quite there for on the me. nose on the nose on the nose the official thing is mango blood orange yeah. exotic fruits exotic hey. you said dragonfly dragon fruit. is there any or dragon mm-hmm. fruit mm-hmm. so you know red berries all that stuff on the nose man that that's their all official right. from them right hey I should start a podcast <laughs> no doubt <laughs> all right I'm gonna get into this palette tell me a little more about this why did you fall in love with it it's one of those things man where you know me. Closed my eyes, sipped it, and like, where does it take me? And gosh dang it, it took me all over the place. And it just tasted so sweet, and I'm a sweet whore both. Oh. Bro, you see what I'm talking about? I'm probably going to lose you here. Okay. You ever had a hypnotic? No, I've not. All right. You know the blue blue liquor, liqueur? Yeah. You mix it with Hennessy. Okay, I've then, seen, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, 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 I've seen that. Okay. All fucking day. But with a bourbon back, like a whiskey back, I should say. And it's like the perfect ratio of that weird, exotic, hypnotic um, sweetness profile with a fine, easy drinking, palatable whiskey at cast strength. That's my. That's one of my only flaws with Irish whiskey, scotches, is they don't they don't give life to it. 
It's always served with low proof points, which there's a delicate nuance that can be appreciated for sure. I'm not, I'm not trying to run off my scotch ground already. But give me that bite. Give me that flame from the dragon's breath. Like, give me all that. So the Redbreast Cast 12 is what you fell in love with, right? Mm-hmm. So this is aged over twice as long and it cast, bro. This, this is, is insane. insane. So, you know me, I said, I closed my eyes. I'm like, where does it take me flavor ride, right? When you drink this, you're going to notice the front is different than the middle. And then about seven seconds later, Boom, the finish pops up from the back of your throat and brings your tongue all the way up to the top of your mouth. Give it about seven seconds and boom, you get one, you get a third wave in, man. Uh, it's that third wave. That third wave is what just gets me on this. A hundred percent. So I get boom, hey, good front side. Ooh, yeah, the middle's pretty cool. And then six, seven, seven weeks later, boom, this third wave hits, man. That's what that's what got me, bro. To be fair, it's probably the best Irish whiskey I've ever had. Best I've ever had, man. A hundred percent. But I mean, I would I would rather rank and that's going to sound bad. I'm going to be sacrilegious, but I'd rather drink this in a lot of bourbons, man. Would you, would you prefer this over batch one Elijah Craig Barrel Proof? If we are saying, hey, we're going to sit and drink something for a while, I'm drinking this all day over that. If you say, hey, give me one ounce of something, that ECBP, bro, mm, is freaking fire. Face out, yeah. But, you know, it's 135 proof, and it's very rich, and I couldn't drink a ton See, of this it. is this is why I'm this would get you in trouble right here because this one <laughs> you could sit and drink you could just literally be outside hanging Dangerous. out chilling doing whatever and seven eight hours later you've you've killed almost a bottle of this <sighs> shannon talked about it being kind of like a punchier wine like kind of mm, a, i could see wine a bourbon wine not it but i mean just where it's that fruity like a wine sweet yeah. but man it's got dude it's just it stands man, up i'm fucking telling you when we go out again, Kenny Mills, I'm going to get you a shot of hypnotic somewhere so you can have that profile in your palate so you can come re- revisit this. Mm. It's it's stupid. This is a stupid pour, man. Thank you very much for sharing. Yeah. On National Bourbon Day, I mean, you did have to do me like that, but. Well, you know, I'm just happy that I went 2-0. Because oh, <laughs> I don't blind like that anymore, dude. I don't blind like that anymore. Oh, I don't blind like that. I don't. nailed it. But I don't. It's too much drinking, dude. It's not like riding a bike, man. That's right. That's right. All right. So, uh, real quick before we go, to wrap this up, I've so you hear this plastic? I'm uh, I'm putting on a blindfold for Kenny Mills. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Hopefully, it doesn't take advantage of me. But uh, I'm gonna put this blindfold on, Kenny. I'm gonna take my headphones off. You want me to pour you one I want, blind? I want you to pour me a blind Ooh, of anything in the room, anything you brought, anything you got in your fucking pockets or your prison wallet. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. I'm taking my headphones off. Hold on. And wait for you to get the blind on. Just so your audience knows, he is fully clothed. Blindfolds <laughs> are not in, You can't have blindfolds oh, when you're damn. naked. So I've never... I've never... So I bought these, uh, bought these blindfolds on Amazon... Uh-huh. Thinking, thinking they would, they would like be kind of, kind of wishy washy. I can't yeah. see a motherfucking thing. All right, so I'm gonna take my headphones off now because I have to stand up and get some bourbon. So you got to, you got to talk, okay, bro? All right, good deal. So Kenny Mills, man, when he was at the height of his blinding, when he was doing the damn thing, I would actively try to fuck with him so hard that that it just wasn't worth, you know, you know, worth trying to throw anything at him. That was anywhere near mainstream 
Like uh, I'm not I'm not just saying this. Like it was it was st- stupid how accurate he is, and I hated it because I was supposed to be the blind guy. I was supposed to be the guy that that you know people look for 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 blind tastings and and this and that. But it is so fulfilling to me that that Kenny Mills has uh, ha- has developed this skill and. It just proved to me that it's learnable. You can you can do it. Anybody can 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 work up to it. You're proof of that, and I think that's a beautiful thing. And I and I think we should uh, try to help people along their journey if that's if that's you know what you choose to do. With us. Yeah, and I like I said, I, as far as you know, others go. I mean, I I just I strongly encourage blinding from the standpoint of figuring out should you buy this bourbon? Is it worth the hype? Is it worth this, worth that? And then the secondary part of it of, you know, blinding it to guess age-proof distillate, all that stuff, that just that, that's something that you may have a knack for. You might not have a knack for. I know a lot of people that drink bourbon a whole lot that have zero knack or skill in that area. So it's just, but the main thing, I'd blind to see if you like something, see if it's worth the hype. 100%. So I just got a blind from Kenny Mills out of out of the bottles in this room. It could have it could have been something you brought. It could have been something in my in my collection here. Of what would you say, maybe eighty bottles? Yeah, something like, something that. like that. Something like that. I got more in in in, in the house, but yeah. uh, all right, here we go. Yeah, I'm gonna let him while he's sipping. I'm gonna talk a little bit too, man. I, my boy here doesn't get enough accolades, man. He is uh, incredibly generous. He's helped me a lot out. I was very blessed to have him and Ryan, man. The, I, I I tell everybody those those two guys are my Yoda, man. So Ryan Alves and Mossick are, are my two Yodas, man. Um, great guys, great guys I know, very generous. Um, you see any kind of bottle and you want to taste it, boom, pop it, open it. That's what it is, man. So uh, very blessed and fortunate that way as well. I never met a bottle that had a chastity belt. Boom. There you go. I'm trying to slide in them uh, them cork panties, if you know what I mean. So you need to figure out. Are you gonna keep this GPG NC seventeen? Well, let's just go ahead and say <laughs> we're not gonna rate it. We're just gonna do the hang, man. All right, that's cool. Not, that's cool. Nothing against any other bourbon podcast, but we're gonna keep it real. Yeah. You know, I, I I'm not trying to appease anybody. I'm not trying to please anybody. But at the same time, I'm welcoming anybody here's welcome. Yes. If I make you feel uncomfortable, I'm sorry. You know, it's coming from a place of love. And if you want to come hang, man, just come come on, come on to Lexington. Yeah. We'll get you on. We'll do some blinds. We'll go for 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 too long. And uh we'll figure it out. See what you, see what we can do to to make you a better taster. Yeah. All right. So the nose for me. First I'm gonna talk a little bit about color. I think that's been something that's been uh kind of looked past uh in, in a lot of whiskey tastings that I've been a part of. Um, to expand on color a little bit, I know we're we're over an hour here, but uh, is it that long? Yeah, we're at an hour and eleven wow. minutes right now. Just we're just to, talking, bro. Just it's wild. Time flies, and yeah, yeah. Who knows if anybody's gonna be fucking listening to this or not? I don't know. Yeah, but I know my mom will at least. My mom loves me. <laughs> so, so, Shout out to my mama. Sorry, Miss Mills. <laughs> Hear me cussing. No, but, uh, she's, we love no, you. no. She don't care about that. I'm, so this the the color is a is not an amber hue but it's a golden hue. I'm going to talk about a little bit about what I mean by that. 
Uh, so different than a golden shower since we're having that kind of podcast. I I'm, mean, I'm teasing. Q- QR Kelly. You will right? literally. That's, we're gonna edit that out. Sorry. <laughs> no, there's no editing these. <laughs> we're just going long form, baby. Right. But uh, the, the color is is really important because you can kind of get a little bit of age. You can kind of get a little bit of proof on that whether whether or not you know the legs are are reacting to the glass in in a certain way if they're wider or longer. If, you know how fast they travel or or, or peter out. Uh, the color has a lot to do with it too. For me, the color is is a peak inside of it, right? I mean, you have all five senses that you could use in, in, in this tasting. Like use every bit that you can. So uh, on this particular whiskey, it's got a little shade to it. It's got a little bit of gold and amber to it, but not like an MGP amber hue. Um, and it's it's really little more on the amber side, but definitely not uh, MGP am- amber-esque, I would say. Um, but I say that, and it's looking a little more amber now, so I don't know. Yeah, and like I said, hopefully, uh, hopefully we get, you get a lot of listeners, man, if anybody listens. But I hope whoever's listening and where they're at, that they can they can have their Mossic, man. They can have their Alves. They can have their Yoda, man. Just someone to help you, bring you along. And anybody, anybody that wants to collab a little bit, come down and have a taste. And I love to, I love to host and and do blinds. This is what this is all about, man. Like ha- building our network, the community, the community, the sharing. Anybody that's into whiskey is more than welcome to come by and and have some pours. Uh, and we may get some weirdos uh, on this, but at the same time, you Sorry, know, I we, carry we can't. Po. They get too weird. <laughs> figuring out it's Kentucky. <laughs> It's Kentucky. I carry. It's all good. Don't get too weird in. Man, we, it's the first episode, man. We can't be Hatfield McCoy. In I'm 2-0. Oh. I can say whatever I want right now. <laughs> I'm 2-0 oh on double blinds right now. You ain't going to tell me nothing. Uh, we can't tell him. Nah, I'm, just I'm just teasing. <laughs> all right. Here we go. So my initial nose is going to lean more towards a more towards a wild turkey distillate because of that 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 really unique. Are we are we smelling the same thing? No, I'm smelling okay. red breast right, twenty seven. Good, 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 good. Yeah, um, it's got a really pungent sweetness that is that is unique, almost like a fermented sweetness. It's kind of got more of a, a um, of a of a raw back end on that sweetness. Definitely not like flat cane sugar. Definitely not like uh, candied sweetness. I think there would be more flesh aspect to it in a way that uh, meat can be sweet uh, in a way if it's either tampered with or, or candied in any way or like, you know, you get it off a grill, what you're doing, you're, you're caramelizing it, you know, a little bit. If there's if there's a, a sweetness aspect, the fats and, you know, the fat content can have a sweetness. I'm I'm thinking more of a fleshy earthy weirdness to it that content has some sweetness that's why i'm so sweet baby hey oh well that means i'm way sweeter you over a diabetes bah! that's how sweet you are sugar <laughs> nah, just teasing. you're my yeah. boy man you know i love hey, you. i was a front man in the blue in the blues you know band, i love you bro and uh my front name my, yeah if anybody don't know my boy too man sweet. he can sing and play, mm, play the good <laughs> Come over here, man, for real. You hang out, you get a little tipsy. Maybe we'll start just, a little Patreon. Maybe I'll be saying you know, some motherfuckers on the Patreon. Play a little, have some good little pours, and he starts <laughs> busting out the guitar, man. It's just a good night. You won't forget about it. He's going in for the first taste. He's off the nose now. First taste here. Ah, where you at? Oh, oh, baby. 
little grip and rip on the ethanol pop there, but it subsided really easy into a beautiful bouquet of spicy, sweet complexion, complexity rather. Um, I take I take my words back. The color. I was thinking more MGP. I'm thinking more MGP now. Um, more of a high rock content, but it also has a floral aspect to it. That floral aspect is gonna is is gonna lean me a little more towards the Four Roses profile. Let me go back in. Mm -hmm. Double blinds, guys, are super hard. So <laughs> it's it's if you've never double blinded, it is absolutely insane. Definitely maturated, eight to ten year, one fifteen to. One one, I'm gonna say one thirteen to one seventeen. Four roses distillate. Big bold spice profile, maybe a little minty on the end. So an F recipe, BF OBSF. Eleven year finalizer. All right. So, the proof, you're on it. What'd you say, 113 to 116? Yeah. All right. You're on the proof. Something like that. You're on the proof. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but. I love it. Blinds are, double blinds, guys. If you haven't double blinds. It's an MGP, isn't it? Uh, negative Ghost Rider. It's not even a. So this it's not even Russell's pick is it? Mm -mm. Uh, keep on going, bro. Keep on going. Nah, I'm I'm tapped. All right. So this is um, my guess is six to eight years old. It's non-age stated. Okay. It's 114 proof. 114 proof. What does that lead you if I say 114? Oh man. And all things like this are 114. Yeah. It's a fucking foolproof. Bro. Weller foolproof. Banner's number five. Hey, off profile though. Off big time. Well, here's off the thing. Profile. Your nose was right. You said turkey dusty or dusty turkey funk or whatever. This Weller foolproof. Banner's number five. You know, no one's Man. ever had it. Guff, I'm so glad I got dusted dude, on my fucking banner. Guffin those guys just, just crushed it on this. Ryan McGuffin out of Banner's. Lacey in Kentucky bro. got the best burgers, some of the best bar food you'll ever have in your life. Go visit them. But it it is. When I drink it, I say dusty turkey. It's so wild how that Weller foolproof tastes like that. It's so fucking obvious now that this is but it's, that I'm tasting. You got the proof this right, is, man. This is not embarrassing, but <laughs> off profile. I mean, it feels... I blinded people on Banners 5, and they think it's a high ride, too. Yeah. And it could be. You know Buffalo what? Trace doesn't disclose anything. Shout out to motherfucking uh, my boys at This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I blinded them on Banners 5 at their This Is My Bourbon Weekend uh -huh. last year when the music was playing next door. Every one of them said it was a high rye bourbon. Yeah. Including Jason Calori from uh, Mash and Drum up in up in. Uh, and you know what? If Buffalo Trace actually wasn't so secretive like everybody else is not, then you'd know whether it's a high rye or not. Who knows what it is? It's a weeder if it's 107, baby. But what's the rye content? Is there no rye in their weeders? I don't know. I would assume not. I mean, obviously it's weeded bourbon, though. Mm -hmm. So you think that it just replaced the rye with uh, wheat? Thing? I'm not even going to begin to speculate. I don't know. They don't. They don't it's say. It's a weeder. 
No, it's definitely weeder. Obviously, it's well or foolproof, yeah. but I didn't know if there's any rye also in it or not. Yeah. Well, but it couldn't be high. It, even if there was some rye, it wouldn't be high rye. Wouldn't though. be a high rye. Yeah, okay. I feel, yeah, that's true. Nah, I I'm okay. I could take an L. Yeah, I, not, could, I could take it double on blinds. Chin, baby. I, I I plan on being <laughs> over. I had no idea how many blinds you give me tonight. I plan on being over for however many you gave me tonight. Man, double blind is hard. I'm so. one. I'm I'm zero and one. Are Man. we keeping? We're keeping score. I'm All not right. keeping score. I'm keeping motherfucking oh score. Yeah, I'm not keeping score. Masik making a line <laughs> down the middle. <laughs> Kenny motherfucking Mills. What is mm. today's date? Today is June fourteenth, Jacob's birthday. June twenty three, Kenny two and zero, Masik zero and one. Mm. All right, we're an hour and twenty minutes in. Uh, it feels Kenny, like we've been. It feels like we've been talking for twenty minutes. So it I know. Like it's wild. I know. Time flies. Bro. Uh, yeah, and we're gonna listen to it and be like, God damn, this is, is, is this is the third hour. Yeah, that we're into this. But if if you guys uh, like what you're hearing, uh, be, it'd be big uh, big help for for you to share it with your buddies, with your friends, with your your Facebook. Um, we we likely won't won't post this for for a little while, so let's get it out there, guys. True, Spread yeah. the word. Yeah. Uh, if you want to come blind with with Candy Mills and I, or or just me, if you guys want to c- come on the podcast and talk some smack, I'd love to love to you know have some some new guests. But uh, for now. This epitomizes whiskey, in my opinion. It's your journey, man. There's no, there's no other place that like this where we can just sit around and 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 hash it out on on live, be objective about it, and uh, and and get together and have some pour. So thanks for the hang, Kenny Mills. Appreciate you, brother. Love you, brother. I love you too. And uh, thank you for listening to the Journey Drinkers. Uh, keep keep what's in your glass at, at your nose and in your palate, and uh, and. Don't take no smack from nobody. Appreciate you. All right. Peace out.